Dr. Samir Sinha is with us. It's uh, nice to have you. Thanks for having me. Okay, so lay this out for us in terms of a, a concept, because this would be a brand new social program. Yeah, so so when we're talking about the idea of long-term care insurance, it's about thinking about how do we actually make sure that we're financially prepared for the future? Because the reality is a lot of us are struggling to save for our retirements. And when we make it to 65, many of us are going to have at least 20 to uh, even more years of life expectancy ahead of us. And as long as everything's okay, most of us hope that with some 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 of our savings and, and some of our uh, other basic pensions that we should make it through. But what happens if you develop dementia? What happens if you now have significant mobility issues and you need home care or you need um, other sorts of care? The challenge is that that can begin very costly very quickly. And a lot of people are just not financially prepared for those for those issues. So the idea of long-term care insurance is it allows everybody to contribute to a program that can be there for those who absolutely need it. Because this way, you know, people don't end up in situations where they end up having to move into a nursing home because they can't get sufficient care at home uh, to meet their, their particular needs. So this is a... It, it, you know, I, I don't want people to think that this is kind of a harebrained scheme. Many other countries with aging populations have established these sorts of programs, and they find it's a very effective way to allow people to not go bankrupt in old age and actually get the right care that they need um, beyond what the what public health systems can traditionally provide at the moment. Can you give us a, a picture of what an awful lot of Canadians are possibly looking for in their retirement years? I mean, what kind of challenges financially in terms of the care that they need are people looking at? Well, right now, you know, I think most of us just hope that, you know, when we get older, you know, we'll be we'll be OK and 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 we won't really need a lot of care. And, mo- and most people actually are going to age quite well and, and, and healthy overall and stay independent. But we know that once you start reaching your 70s and particularly your 80s, we know that the risk of living with dementia is that much higher. And we know that about one in three people who's over the age of 85 is traditionally living in a nursing home or retirement home setting. So that should help us give us uh, the the idea that uh, that these are the sorts of care that people might need. They might need more home care than what the government can provide. And right now with people saying, well, I don't have, you know, um, I've got some children, but the children are on, in the other part of the country or my children are are um are around but they're not necessarily as useful as i thought they would be this is where people then say well i can't afford private home care on top of what the government can provide um or i don't want to go into a nursing home i want to go to a retirement home but that costs five ten thousand dollars a month so when people are realizing that these costs that sometimes happen unexpectedly where it could be upwards of $10,000, $20,000 $10,000, a month, um, most people just realize they can't afford it because they never thought they would have to budget for things like that. That's why um, we're now increasingly, or many countries around the world are increasingly saying, how do we help people be prepared for that in case they might be one of the folks who needs that support? Now, some of my colleagues tend to be a bit more conservative and they would argue, you know, hey, save your money, look after yourself. Absolutely. You know, I mean, of course, we can just say that. And right now, you know, we can. But the challenge uh, is, is that when people, unfortunately, um, may not have saved the amount of money they, they, that they need, um, 
you know, what ends up happening is that we end up having to care for them somewhere. So when right now, when we hear that 25% of our hospital beds are filled with people who are trying to go home or trying to go to a facility for care, uh, and we're like, well, why can't they go there? Like, well, if they don't have the money just to buy whatever they need, then that's why people get stuck in our public hospital system. Um, if people can't actually afford the right care that they need, they might end up in one of our public nursing homes. And right now we have over 40,000 people in Ontario currently on the wait list for that. And we all we end up all taking on the bill. That's why a lot of these governments, for example, have actually created this as a public health insurance program. Because right now you can buy private health long-term care insurance, but it ends up being massively expensive um, and very few people take it on. So the private industry doesn't even want to touch this because it's not financially profitable for them to do it. And that's why um, a lot of governments have taken on the idea of creating a system that actually in the end saves society as a whole a lot of money and gives people protection. And it's not in this case that people, um, you know, be be damned the people who didn't prepare. This is about getting everyone to participate in preparing together as a society. So as a society, we actually, you know, have enough money to pay for roads and pay for education and pay for other essential services as well. Is there a possibility here, though, that we have this program that is going to end up paying into for-profit Uh, care for people so you know somebody's going to be actually turning a profit on looking after somebody and you know good on them i guess it's a business plan but the the state is paying for it well so ultimately you know in a long-term care insurance program i mean you know we're all putting in money um and then the government guarantees you that should you require um, a certain level of care they will fund that care um they could put the provision that it can only go um to um you know to to government funded providers or whatever the case might be but part of the goal of this so the way it works in many countries is is that they give you as a citizen the right to use your money how you want to so if you qualify for that um and if there are both public and private providers they can allow you to do that but of course they could say you know what no we only want certain types of providers to be able to get the funding um but we have to remember that in our publicly funded nursing home system in our publicly funded home care system in places like ontario and beyond um, the government allows a lot of private providers and uh to be providing those services but under government regulation so um yeah there could be a role for the for-profit sector um, to benefit from the funds that would be, you know, that that would come out of this long-term care insurance program, um, but we could also say no. You, that we could forbid them from being a part of that. Then we could choose to do whatever we want. Um, but the key is, is that. Um, you know, in many countries around the world, they allow the citizen to figure out, you know, how do they want to use the money that they're entitled to um, once, uh, you know, once they demonstrate a need for for having it as well. Thanks a lot for this. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.